This is Radar. Welcome to Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, week number two. For those who don't know, Monday Morning Quarterback means after the game is over, everyone's like, it could have been, should have been, could have done this, and we all just talk about it. And that's what it means to be a Monday Morning Quarterback. You just literally said we should have done this, this, and this. For those who are curious, you check out OnTheRadarMedia.com, my website, or on the Radar Entertainment blog, my Facebook page, or the blogger account, Radar4428, where... I have weekly football recap where I wish I can go in full depth, but no one wants to read stuff anymore. So you're like, okay, cool. Let me just write quick recaps for what you need to know. So I'm going to go into this. So let's start with the Thursday night game, Eagles-Vikings. Those are two playoff teams, right? Cool. You're looking at this like, look at the box score. Kirk Cousins threw four touchdown passes. So he's like, he did his job. That's really good. Problem was, him and his team had four combined fumbles and lost all of them. I mean, all of them. Okay? And the Eagles are going to take advantage of your mistakes. They really, really are. You're going to keep giving the ball. They're going to score. You know what happened? One of his, the fumbles was recovered for a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. They go ahead and they go do that. Another fumble. Like, all these things just lead to... Well, third quarter. They fumbled the ball. Guess what? Jalen Hurts got a touchdown. Like, literally. They fumbled in the second quarter. They got a field goal. That's what I'm getting at, is that every time that they fumbled the ball, if the opposing team is going to get points on the board, that is a key to why you're losing. Because Jalen Hurts was like, you know what? I only have to throw one touchdown pass. Run in for two. DeAndre Swift had a touchdown pass over 75 yards. That's been a good pickup. But when the other team's just giving the ball away, you're just like, let me take advantage of all of that. And that's really what the case in this game was. Was that the Eagles took advantage of all the Vikings' mistakes. And the whole Kirk Cousins is not ready for primetime. And guess what? Thursday night football has become a primetime thing because because it used to be on Fox and occasionally NFL Network in the past, and you would get crap games. Now that's on Amazon, they're paying all this money. That is why they they don't want it to be crap games, because if it's crap games, no one is going to want to watch the game, and, and people are going to complain about it, and it's going to be back in the day, Jaguars, Texans, you know. No one wants to watch that. Now, then the next game was Packers-Falcons. And I'm going to be surprised that the Packers lost because after the way they demolished the Bears in week one, you're like, Falcons are not good. They may be better than the Bears, but they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not terrible. So you're thinking to yourself, how do they lose? Green Bay. Well, Youngway Koo, one of the best kickers in football, he hit the go-ahead field goal with like less than a minute in the game. So that's like, well, can Jordan Love come back down the field? And try to help? No, because Atlanta outscored them in the fourth quarter, 13-0. They literally got their field goals. And Desmond Ritter ran the ball in for one of his for one of his touchdowns. He threw one to Drake London. And, of course, what the Falcons' strategy was in this game was, we're one of the best running teams in all football, like last year, no matter who we have. Well, but John Robinson, the rookie, had over 124 yards. After last week, Tyler Jeer had the great game, so they switched off. And that's how you control the clock, and that's how you get 
time of possession. Jordan Lover, though, gave the Packers a really good position to win because he threw three touchdown passes, okay? After what he did with the Bears, so he's been on a roll. Aaron Jones didn't play, which is obviously going to be a factor when you don't have your lead back in the game. And without Christian Watson, they didn't have the lead receiver. I'm not making excuses, but when you don't have your lead running back or wide receiver, that's a problem. Because look, look at this, look at it. The Falcons had more passing yards, more rushing yards, more total yards, average yards per play, third down efficiency, time of possession was a huge, huge factor in almost 13 more minutes of having the ball. So when you have, when you have the ball for 13 more minutes, you're gonna have a better chance of winning that game. Next game, Bills Raiders. You're like, well, the Bills are going to definitely got to respond back after losing to a game that Aaron Rodgers got hurt and missed it. Like, they got to. Like, there's no way around that. And, well, their defense showed up because 10 points is all the Raiders, the Raiders excuse me, were able to pick up. Garoppolo only threw one touchdown pass, and that was, toward, and that was the beginning of the game, too. Devontae Adams. James, Josh Jacobs. Oh, boy, that was a waste of a fantasy pick for me. He had negative two yards. Their leading rusher at 34. And Devonta Adams is the lead receiver at only 84 yards. And the problem is Jimmy Garoppolo had two interceptions. And there was a fumble on their team. So it's like, yay. Let's throw the ball away twice. And let's fumble the ball away towards the end of the game. So... Again, turn the ball over in the NFL. It's all the game is always about controlling the ball. Okay, Josh Allen recovered and he had three touchdown passes, while James Cook had 123 yards. So the ground game was really good, but it was Damian Harris, the veteran, and Latavius Murray who both scored touchdowns. Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox had two of the touchdowns, and literally no turnovers this time from the Bills side. And that's what happens when you don't turn the ball over. You outgained them off on in the rushing game, in the passing game. And you have you control the ball for 40 minutes. That's a lot of time to be controlling the game, 40 minutes. There's still another 20 minutes almost. It just wasn't the Raiders' day. The Bills rebounded like I thought they would because, again, the Bills are a good team. Yeah, you know. Everyone's going through injuries right now, but they're the better team. Ravens and Bengals. The Ravens are 2-0 and the Bengals are 0-2. And I was like, you know, it's a fluke that the Bengals lost in week one. Because, again, they're playing a division rival like the Browns. It's going to be close games. And, of course, they're playing the Ravens, another division rival. Guess what it was? A very close game. It was 27-24. Very, very close. And it came down to the Bengals trying everything they could to win this game. Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass with less than four minutes left in the game. Because they didn't score until the second quarter where they got their first touchdown and their second and their third because Joe Burrow threw two touchdown passes, okay? And... T. Higgins woke up last week. He had nothing. He had two touchdowns. This week, it was no Jamar Chase. So these defenses are shutting down one of these receivers at a time, which is which is interesting. It really is that 
they're doing this. So obviously Joe Burrow is doing his best. Late throwing touchdown passes, cool. The other reason this game was close and the Bengals almost won it was because the Bengals had a punt return touchdown that went for 81 yards. So like in the Jets game in the first week, the Bengals made this close because of that. Joe Burrow again, not having the best start to the season with only only having 200-something yards and one interception with the two touchdowns. But yeah, Lamar Jackson looked better because in week one, they were just obviously better than the other team, but he showed up and he had two passing touchdowns for over 200 yards. And Gus Edwards and the injury of J.K. Dobbins got the other touchdown. What is surprising is Justin Tucker, the best kicker in football, missed the field goal. Here's hoping the Bengals do respond because it's very hard to make the playoffs if you start the season 0-3 or 0-4. Like, there's something that's got to have to be fixed, and the Ravens' offense looked a little bit better this week. Lions faced a team like the Seahawks that we're a playoff team in. The Lions, I said, they're going to be a playoff team this year, but again, any given Sunday, you know it's, you don't know what's going to happen. But literally, the game went to overtime, and that's what happened. The game was a close game, and Geno Smith woke up in the second half, and he threw a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. Then their defense picked Jared Goff off, and he rarely throws mistakes, and returned it for a touchdown. And then... The Lions woke up and go, oh, no, we got to score. And then they kicked the field goal to make it overtime. And then, of course, Geno Smith threw a second touchdown that sealed the deal in overtime. That's why it was a close game. And, you know, the costly mistake by Jared Goff during interception really is what made this game have to go to overtime because they probably could have won it. But, again, Geno Smith threw two touchdown passes late in the game when he needed it. Kenneth Walker had two touchdown passes for the team. Tyler Lockett caught both of the touchdown passes. But again, the Seahawks should have won this game in regulation, but when your kicker's missing two field goals, that's a problem. And I said, Jergoff, a three-touchdown game and over three yards is what he's usually doing. But that one interception, as we mentioned, was costly, and David Montgomery this time scored the touchdown. But again, there were two fumbles by the Lions, so you're going to turn the ball over. is just not what you're supposed to do in a game. Fumbling the ball twice during interception... That's why the game was closed. That's why I went to overtime. And there's just the Lions going to have to learn that because I'm not saying they're guaranteed a playoff team, but they just got to get better at that. Colts playing the Texans? Well, that's a matchup of two really bad teams, starting with rookie quarterbacks. And we weren't even sure if C.J. Stroud was going to play, but he did play. And Anthony Richardson started the game off really, really well, but he left the game with a concussion because they put up 14 points in the first quarter, man. He rushed... He had two rushing touchdowns, and C.J. Stroud threw a touchdown pass. They're like, yeah, they're going back and forth, even though there was a fumble. And then the Colts got a rushing touchdown. And then what happened was, because he left the game with a concussion, Gardner Minshew came in and threw a touchdown pass. And they had to review it. But yeah, so Anthony Richardson started off really well, had a concussion, and C.J. Stroud tried his best to stay in the game, but his other touchdown pass didn't come till the end of the game. And again... You can't be missing field goals when you're behind. So missing a field goal, he himself had two of his team's three fumbles. Like, it's again, it's a learning experience for the rookie that you can't do that. And the Colts are lucky that Gardner Mitchell 
is their backup quarterback, and he's a competent enough guy to fill in a few times. Zach Moss showed up, which was nice. But yeah, it came down to Anthony Richardson just got such a good start to the game that the Colts know that they're better than the Texans, even though you know you never know what happens in divisional rival games. That's really what happened there. Because one rookie just literally outdid the other. Chiefs and Jaguars, that's two teams with that are playoff teams. Both teams are could easily win their division. Obviously, the Jaguars division is bad. Chiefs have a tough division, but they're the best team. Trevor Lawrence, franchise quarterback, Pat Mahomes. These are all like obvious things where you think it's man, it's gonna be like that Rams Chiefs game years ago at Monday Night Football where each team's gonna put up 30, 40 points. It's a matter of who's gonna blink first on the defense gonna stop. This game was 17 to 9. How is that even possible? These are high scoring offenses. With Mahomes finishes with only two touchdown passes, but he threw an interception. His team had four fumbles. Come on. So four fumbles, interception, that's not going to help you out. Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence threw zero touchdown passes. And he had three of his teams, two of his teams, three fumbles. So this was disappointing. You would think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. And then you're like, Lawrence has zero touchdown passes. He's, his team is fumbling the ball away. Mahomes throws an interception, and the team is also fumbling the ball away. It's like the dirty, like a, a ugly game to be 17-9. to Like, that is just not what you expected when you saw the game on the schedule early in the season. You're like, man, those offenses are going to be having the time of their life. The Buccaneers and the Bears. Buccaneers beat the Vikings. People are a little bit surprised, but Baker Mayfield is serviceable enough to throw the ball to the right receiver. Veteran running backs. They still got veteran offensive linemen and defensive players. And the Bears, they just kind of look lost on offense. I don't know what the Luke Getzky guy is doing. It's year two. And Matt Eberflus had to call the plays on defense because the defensive coordinator missed the game. And you're just like, what? And he gives up 27 points. I know that's not a lot, but it's still like giving up more than 20. And your offense can only put up 17. There's something wrong there. Fields in today's into this week's contest, he had a rushing touchdown. And he had a receiving t- and a passing touchdown. But he threw two interceptions, okay? And then he had two fumbles. So he turned the ball over four times. That's not a recipe for success. It really is not. Well, Baker Mayfield's like, I only threw one touchdown pass, but I throw for 300 yards. My running back, Rashad White, had a touchdown. Mike Evans had a touchdown. And... you're just like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens here. And and one of those, the problem is for the Bears, if you're the quarterback and you're turning the ball over four times, one of them gets returned for a touchdown. And that was like one of the key differences in the game. Is that a touchdown was returned for, interception was turned for a touchdown, man. That's where you got some problems there with the offense. The Buccaneers led in everything. Total yards, passing, rushing, average yards per play. Third down efficiency and time possession. They had the ball for almost 10, 11 minutes longer. So something's up with the Bears. I don't know what is wrong with the offensive coordinator and what they're doing. But again, he threw the ball way too much and he got through two interceptions towards the end. That really killed them. Then the Chargers are 0-2 because they lost a high-scoring affair with the Dolphins last week. So you're thinking, well, they're going to play the Titans and they're going to win. They lost to them and I couldn't believe it. 
They have a loss to the Titan Tour, a team that last week, Ryan Tannehill threw so many interceptions and fumbled the ball, and they got three quarterbacks, which you know what that always means? You don't have enough quarterbacks. That's the problem. So they lost, I know, by three points, but it's still like this is a game that you got to win if you're the Chargers because your division is tough. The Broncos and the Chiefs have usually are better teams you got to worry about. But again, they lost in overtime, and it was by, by a field goal. And they did their best to tie the game. They sent it to overtime. So it was a close game. And obviously in overtime, if you miss, you make the field goal, then the next team get the try. But they had the ball first, and they couldn't score. So Herbert had two touchdown passes, both with a Keenan Allen. Problem was, without Austin Eckler, the offense didn't look that great. And Ryan Tannehill, he improved by having one touchdown receiving to to this Westbrook and Keen guy. He actually had his own touchdown to run in, and so did Derrick Henry. So the offense for them looked a lot better. Problem with the Chargers is, without Austin Eckler, I'm going to tell you this, he's not just a running back. He's an all-purpose running back. He is going to catch passes. He's a good blocker. Like, he does all these things. And you can see, Tennessee outdid them in the, in the rushing yards and average per play and third down efficiency. And they had the ball for a lot longer because, again, they controlled the run game. So, we were like, Austin Eckler doesn't deserve the money as a running back. Ah, uh, yes, he does. You can just see in this game how you can see that the offense kind of looked, eh, and without the lead guy. And that's the dude. Justin Herbert's great and talented, but he can't make people be better. Now the Giants, my favorite team, got embarrassed last week, shut out. Graham Gano mixed kicks, got them blocked. The Giants turned the ball over, and those turnovers turned into points for the other team. Well, it was Rosh Hashanah on Sunday, so I wasn't sitting back and watching any games. I went to do Toshlik, that service you do at the lake, and I looked, and I put on my New York Giants jacket because I needed a jacket. I looked, and they were losing 20 nothing. so guess what? I took my jacket off because I was cold and put a different jacket on completely, Thinking, eh, it's a lost cause. They're down 20 nothing. <clears throat> they put up 14 to third, and then they added 17 in the fourth quarter. And the Cardinals can only put up eight the rest of the game. Because, like, Josh Dobbs was like, hey, I threw a touchdown pass. I ran one in. James Conner ran one in. Like, cool, we got enough points. But again, missing field goals do not help. Well, yeah, the fact that Daniel Jones woke up and started playing better was nice because he threw two touchdown passes and had a rushing touchdown. The, the problem is Saquon Barkley hurt himself, and he's going to be out for a while, so they won the battle, but they kind of lost the war here. And Graham Gano didn't miss any of his field goals, so that was an improvement. You don't miss any field goals. You out-yard them. You threw them a passing yard. You have more average yards per play. Your third down efficiency is better. Like, the Giants outdid them in every category, which is why the Cardinals lost. But I'm going to say this. Jonathan Gannon, whatever your name is, Josh Gannon, John, anything, you're a defensive coordinator who took over this gig. You can't give up a lead like that when your forte is defense. That is just embarrassing, okay? The Rams are 1-1, and I knew they weren't going to be the 49ers because the 49ers are just above, cut above the rest. And obviously the Rams are still without Cooper Cup. Cam Akers, healthy scratch, like they don't, they, their offense is a little bit of a mess. It really, really is. 
Well, the 49ers offense is not a mess because last week Brandon Ayuk got all the attention. In this game, there were no passing touchdowns. Brock Purdy got me zero touchdown passes in fantasy football after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. It was all the Chris McCaffrey show as he had 116 yards and had one rushing touchdown. While Debo Samuel didn't catch a touchdown pass, he ran one in because he's a gadget type of thing. And Brock Purdy also ran one in. So they like controlling the clock there. Matthew Stafford, you can't win games when you throw two interceptions. This Karen Williams had another touchdown. And he threw one touchdown pass to Karen Williams, so he went off. He's already been fantasy and a good, good job there. Divisional game, seven-point game is not bad. But 49ers had more rushing yards. And that's that was the issue there. The 49ers have the lead early, 17. They were leading 7-3, then it was 17-14, you know, so they're leading these stuff here, and then it, that's why the 49ers win it, because when you get a huge lead, even if the Rams come back, two turnovers do not help you out. They really don't. Like, it's good that Matthew Stafford is healthy, but the dude is throwing two interceptions. That does not... Help anyone out. It really doesn't. So far, the Rams haven't looked horrible this year. They're just, I didn't think they're, they would win all these games so far. And they only won one. The Jets came off their Monday Night Football high with, uh, obviously, quote-unquote, they always say there's less days to prepare when you have that, right? So, they're facing the Cowboys, who just put up 40 and demolished the Giants. So, they're like, we're ready for this. We're good. And they were. They put up 30 points, and the Jets only got 10 points because Zach Wilson obviously fell back down to earth and only could put up that because, like, there was so many punts on the Jets' side, okay? Again, not scoring enough there. Zach Wilson, besides from only putting up 10 points, he came back down to earth, and he threw three interceptions, and Dalvin Cook had a fumble. I don't really know this Dalvin Cook acquisition, if Brees Hall is back and healthy and just destroying it in terms of him having more things. Well, D- Dak Prescott this time was more of, more involved in the offense. He threw two touchdown passes. Which is much better than what happened last time. But yeah, these interceptions, when a lot of them are in the second half, that's the problem. It really kills the momentum that you're trying to come back and you're going down the field. Hey, you throw an interception multiple times. I'm sorry, the Jets, but you need to look for a better quarterback if you think you're very close to being a playoff team. Like, you just, you just need to rip the Band-Aid off and realize it's just not working out. Commanders won, and that surprised me that they're 2-0 the first time since Rex Grossman was starting quarterback. Because, again, you face the crappy Cardinals, you're going to win. They beat the Broncos by, like, a couple points. Like, it was a one-possession, you know, close game. And they came out on top because, again, their defense is really, really good. Like, excellent, okay? And, obviously, they were down 14-3, to and then they were down 21-14, to but they, they clawed their way back offensively. 
And in the fourth quarter, Brian Robertson had two touchdowns, okay? Yeah, Russell Wilson threw a touchdown pass, but that was, like, last second, like a Hail Mary thing where it tips off a bunch of people's hands and then someone catches it for 50 yards. And then they're like, well, now we're down. We need to tie the game by two points. Let's get a two-point conversion. Again, Washington's defense may have given up that touchdown, but it was from tip ball bouncing around in the air until someone caught it miraculously, and then it was a two-point conversion that failed. So it was a close game of the, the game. Their defense is showing up, Washington, and that's what really matters. And Brian Robinson, after being shot last year, two, two rushing touchdowns. Sam Howell threw two touchdowns. And this week, he didn't throw an interception. He didn't have a and, – you know, so he didn't throw an interception. This game probably would have been that close. Also, if Joey Sly, the kicker, actually made his kicker. Russell Wilson, no, three touchdown passes. Dan, he's trying to keep his team in the game. A backup running back got a touchdown. He did throw an interception, which obviously is costly, and he had a fumble. But this came down to the defense, preventing them getting that two-point conversion to win the game. And Brian Robinson, his rushing game, the controlling the clock, all that other stuff. Then we got Sunday Night Football, if the stupid internet will actually, the NFL.com page will stay at this game that I actually want to look at and not jump back up to the top when I'm trying to click on the game that I want. Stop going back to the Bills. Fix your website. So the Dolphins are 2-0, and and Tua supposedly has won five straight games against Bill Belichick, and... It's the first time ever that's like happened, so it's pretty pretty cool. And they just they just were like, we're up, we're up 17 to three at halftime. And yeah, New England got two touchdowns, but they were garbage touchdowns. Like you really, you literally score your touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and, and it doesn't matter because the game was out of hand there. Because then obviously they they the Dolphins scored another touchdown, but again, their last touchdown was. With five minutes left, and then they even mixed the extra point. And then Dolphins are like, we're going to outdo you. We're going to miss the field goal completely. But again, divisional games, things get sloppy. You don't know what's going on. Tua only had to throw one touchdown pass because Mostert just ran for 121 yards and had two rushing touchdowns. Like again, Jason Sanders got a bit better. Can't make any mistakes if Bill Belichick could scheme his way to winning. But Stevenson got a touchdown. Mac Jones got a touchdown. But that's the sort of thing that, you know, things come down to things being that close and stuff like that. How you turn the ball over or you only score touchdowns, it's garbage ties touchdown. That's good. I did forget to mention that wide receiver John Mechie III, who missed last season as a rookie battling acute phycolytic leukemia, played for the Texans on Sunday. While the Rams, Puka Nuka had 15 receptions for 147 yards, the most receptions in a game by a rookie in NFL history. First player with at least 10 receptions, 100 receiving yards each of his first two-year games. Fifth player with at least 10 receptions, 100 receiving yards each of his two first games. Joining Miles Austin, Isaiah Bruce, and Cooper Cup and Andre Risson. So obviously, I wish I picked this guy up in fantasy earlier. Congratulations, Russell Wilson. First player in NFL history to have 40,000 passing yards and 5,000 rushing yards. As I mentioned, it's the first time the Bills, Bill Belichick is 0-2, and 2 was like, Five straight wins against him. But yeah, so 
I'm going to tell everyone saying Bill Belichick is not getting into the whole offensive thing, not knowing how to drafting skill player, the coordinator thing. Like, Mac Jones has looked better. 17 is not great, but it's better than anemic offense they had last year. Then ESPN decided to do, not on the opening weekend, but on the second week, to have a game on regular ESPN and a game on ABC almost simultaneously. And I was wondering why the Steelers game was still going on at like 10 o'clock at night their time but in the Saints game they're playing a divisional rival like the Panthers so I know the game is going to be close but you would think that I don't know the game's going to be better and it was pretty sloppy there because Derek Carr had zero touchdown passes he had one interception okay Jamal Williams got hurt early in the game and without having Alvin Kamara you're like what are we going to do well Taysom Hill rushed for 75 yards but this Tony Jones got the two touchdowns on the ground While the Panthers did everything in their power to also lose because Bryce Young fumbled the ball as well. He did throw one touchdown pass. But literally, if it weren't for the kicker getting nine of the points, it would be out of hand. It's like in some of these games where the kicker gets all the points and you got to add that six. You're like, oh, I've had the six to the nine. Oh, okay, cool. Almost everything because obviously... There's a two-point conversion. But again, these games that are close, you would think that Panthers would try to run the ball more. But they only got 43 yards rushing, okay? So the Saints, you know, they're 2-0. and they, they played how they're supposed to. They beat the team that they're supposed to. They're better than the team. But Derek Hart, now it looks so great. So it kind of falls back on his Dennis Allen head coach material. Dude, the offensive coordinator that he picked knows what he's doing. I don't know. That's a very good question. Now, the Steelers played the Browns, and again, close divisional game. And it came down to very close being a four-point game. Is that Cleveland was up, was was only down, was only down by a little. You know, they scored 14 points in the first half, and Pittsburgh scored 16. And Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was like, okay, cool, we got to continue all this lead. But again, Sean Watson's not bad. He threw one touchdown pass, and they got a rushing touchdown. But he threw an interception, so he's not helping himself out. Again, he also had two of the team's four fumbles. So I can say the Browns are not going to win when you have five turnovers in the game. And you also miss a field goal. While the Steelers, Kenny Pickett was uneven with one touchdown, one receiving, one interception. But you're wondering, how did they get that other touchdown? Because Pickett only threw one touchdown. It's because because Deshaun Watson was sacked. But while he's being sacked, he fumbled the ball away. And it was picked up and returned for a touchdown. So the Steelers' defense... Causing all these turnovers and then taking advantage of scoring is great. And then obviously the Steelers weren't that bad. The sad news is, guy who never misses time due to injury, is always healthy, stud in fantasy because he gets the yardage even if he doesn't get the touchdowns, is Nick Chubb. He tore something and he's out for the year. And I'm already without J.K. Dobbins on one team. And then of course, you know, one cares about fantasy team, but Austin Eckler missed the game. So you're just like, great. 
Great, 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 great. These guys that people are relying on in real life and in fantasy are just going down, and it stinks. Aaron Rodgers was my fantasy quarterback in one league, and if he actually sucked but didn't get injured, I probably would have not lost. So, to recap, I knew the Eagles would win. I just thought it would be a little bit more convincing. Surprised the Packers lost the Falcons, but again, things are close. Bills rebounded and beat the Raiders, which makes sense. Bengals offense looked lost, and the Ravens just won a close one. Seahawks rebounded, and they won a close one over the Lions in overtime. Colts hoping Anthony Richardson's cut is not too long because they're just better than the Texans. I don't know what happened in the Chiefs and Jaguars game. That offense looked bad. Something's up with the Bears' offense and their defense. That's why they lost by 10. Charger losing overtime, but they should not even gotten into overtime, so they really need Austin Eckler back. Cardinals, got to look at this stuff like they just suck because you can't be down, be up 20 nothing and blow it to the Giants who aren't good. 49ers won a close game against the Rams, but, you know, some divisional games are they going to win that. Cowboys have been playing the two New York teams. So when they play someone who's not a New York team that is not the Bills, they better show up. And the Commanders defense is continue to show how good they are. That they don't they may be a brand, but they don't break. And Brian Robinson looks great. Tua is upright and healthy, no concussion. So again, the Dolphins fighting on cylinders. The Patriots are off to a really bad start. Saints are off to two and zero start, but they haven't looked great against a division rival, so they gotta improve that. While the Steelers have been pretty good in the Browns. Also won a game this year so far, so it's a little bit different there. And, um, again, thanks for listening to episode two of Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback. Check out on the radarmedia.com, on the Radar Entertainment blog, Radar4428 at Blogger. The Twitter is also 4428 for the Radar. So is Instagram and Snapchat. And YouTube is also on the Radar. The podcast, the weekly podcast every Wednesday is called On the Radar. There's also Off the Radar, and there's a Steve Harwell podcast out there. And again, football recaps every week are posted before the start of the next games, and everything is up there. So again, thanks for listening to Episode 2. For Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.